Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome into Outkick the Show. I'm your fearless leader, Clay Travis. I hope all of you are having fantastic Mondays, wherever you may be across this great country or this great land. Want to tell you right off the top, go sign up today. Fanduel.com slash Clay. That's my name. Fanduel.com slash Clay. Get signed up in all your states. Tennessee and Michigan are about to go live and you get 50 free dollars wherever you are just by going and signing up right now. Fanduel.com slash Clay. When your state allows you to gamble and or if you are living in a state that already allows you to gamble you can have a lot of fun. Get signed up today at fanduel.com slash Clay. Also encourage you to go sign up for the OutKick VIP. We had one of our biggest days ever uh, last week. Uh, A massive number of you came in and signed up. I want that to continue. Go to OutKick.com sign up for the VIP. Also want to thank everyone who came came and saw me Uh, in uh, Knoxville this weekend we had an awesome tailgate event in Knoxville where a bunch of you came by and said hi at the Calhoun's parking lot there I also met hundreds if not thousands of you all over the city of uh, Knoxville University of Tennessee students fans that were up for the game against Alabama uh, from both Alabama and Tennessee I appreciate all of you saying hi it's always good to meet the crowd and be able to interact with everyone. We have got a lot to get to. Right off the top though I want to talk about the Steelers-Titans game and what I thought was a legitimate heavyweight bout between both sides. The Titans have issues right now in the secondary. They need Adoree Jackson back desperately. They let Logan Ryan go. Adoree Jackson may be back this weekend against the Cincinnati Bengals but What an unbelievable game it was. Steven Goskowski has to make that 45-yard field goal at the end of the game put us into overtime. The Steelers dominated early got up 27-7. The Titans were poised to score 20 straight to tie the game and find a way to win in overtime potentially when Goskowski's kick sailed a little bit wide right I think it was. That's a kick he can't miss. Put simply, he has to drill that kick and uh, he now is just 5 of 11 I believe on kicks of inside of 50 yards and his failures finally caught up with the Titans and they weren't able to overcome his uh, inconsistency. So what did we learn from that game? I think we learned that the Steelers right now are the best team in the AFC. The Titans were super close. Congratulations to the Steelers on being 6-0. and uh, The Titans now sitting at 5-1 and alongside of the Seahawks. Titans really like there's going to be a lot of focus on the Goskowski kick but really it was their third down defense that lost them the game. The Steelers were phenomenal on third down throughout the entirety of the game. Titans have been bad on third down all season. Again, I think it comes back to the lack of a Dory Jackson the lack of consistency in the secondary. They've got a lot they can improve on there and uh, ultimately that's where the Steelers won the game. 
So uh, a real battle heavyweight fight. I thought it deserved overtime. We didn't get it but it's hard to complain about being 5-1. and one. Certainly the Steelers have nothing to complain about being 6-0. and oh. I said the biggest story in the NFL was going to be who won the divorce between Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. And I'm ready to call it. Tom Brady has won the divorce and Bill Belichick swung and missed in his analysis here and he got a lot wrong and in particular what he got wrong was he believed that Tom Brady was washed up and had nothing left. Brady right now is playing like he doesn't just have this year left. He's playing like he's got a couple of years left. Consider Brady on Sunday 33 of 45 369 yards four touchdowns no INTs a 127 quarterback rating. Cam Newton his replacement in New England went 9 for 15 for 98 yards and three interceptions. The Patriot quarterbacks combined for 162 yards passing four INTs and a 39.5 rating when they brought in Jarrett Stidham to replace Cam Newton. Brady covered up a lot a massive amount of the issues that were at play for New England last year. There aren't a lot of weapons on that offense. The Patriots have not done a great job drafting weapons and now they are getting exposed. I don't think New England has a chance to be a playoff team right now. I think if you look ahead and project where we are headed that New England is going to lose that division to the Bills I think they'll effectively be eliminated this weekend and I believe that Cam Newton is virtually done and I'm going to get to that in a minute but in the meantime the Brady-Belichick divorce has been won by Brady. I think that the Bucks, on the offense and the defensive sides of the ball after what they did to the Raiders and also after what they did to the Packers last month, last week, I think the Bucs are the best team in the NFC. I think they're better than the Seahawks. I think they're better than the Packers. I think they're better than the Saints. The best team in the NFC right now is Tom Brady and the, and the, and the Bucks, and that's before Antonio Brown arrives and adds depth with Chris Godwin and Mike Evans at the wide receiver position. It's going to be the best trio of wide receivers that Tom Brady has ever had in his career. Doesn't even count Gronk or Cameron Brait and the other tight ends and playmakers with Scotty Williams that's making plays for him now as well. Quarterbacks make receivers and right now the quarterback is making the receivers incredible in Tampa Bay and Tom Brady is making Bill Belichick look bad. The Patriots pride themselves on not letting go of talent until the last possible moment that the talent has nothing left to gain. Right now, the Patriots are in a bad spot. And one reason they're in a bad spot is because of Cam Newton. Coming into this season, I told all of you, I said Cam Newton is the single most intriguing player to me in the entirety of the NFL. Because if he goes out and plays well on this reduced cost salary, he's going to end up getting $75 million plus as a starter in the NFL and prove that he still has years and years of life left as a starting quarterback. If he plays poorly, then his career as a starting quarterback is going to be over because everybody's going to look at Josh McDaniels. They're going to look at Bill Belichick and they're going to say if you couldn't win with those two guys why are you suddenly going to come in with us and find a way to win? And put simply I think what we're seeing is Cam doesn't have very much left. Early in the year there was an ability for Cam Newton to run the football and that helped open up his passing game but yesterday he was 9 for 15 for 98 yards through three interceptions against the 49ers. 
I think it's going to be bad for Cam on the road against the Bills and bad for the Patriots. I think the Cam Newton experiment is over. I think for the first time in a long time Bill Belichick outthunk himself unless his goal was to tank and end up in the mix for Trevor Lawrence because that's where he is and that is what he is doing. But as bad as things are in New England at least they are not the Dallas Cowboys because the Dallas Cowboys right now to me are a ship without a captain. They are adrift on an island of mediocrity and there are a couple of different quotes that I want to hit you with. If you didn't see the hit for Andy Dalton you need to go watch it. After the game Mike McCarthy said quote We speak all the time about playing for one another protecting one another. It definitely was not the response you would expect. John Bostic kicked out of the game for his hit on Andy Dalton. No Cowboy offensive lineman stood up for Andy Dalton. It was an ugly scene for a team that appears to have mailed it in. There is very little to be optimistic about if you're the Dallas Cowboys. I think Jerry Jones just needs to admit that Mike McCarthy was the wrong hire. He needs to blow up his coaching staff and I've been floating this idea for a couple of weeks now. I think Jerry Jones needs to get in the mix to go get Trevor Lawrence. I really do. I think the Cowboys sitting at 2-5 and five are unlikely to beat the Eagles this weekend. They are continuing to be a bad football team and as we go forward I think one of the big questions the Cowboys are going to have is what should we do with Dak Prescott? Given the fact that he's on a one-year franchise tender I let Dak walk if I'm the Cowboys. I get into the mix or I sign Dak and try to get a sign and trade worked out and try to find myself in the mix with the Jets with the Jacksonville Jaguars as teams where Trevor Lawrence could make sense maybe suggest to Trevor Lawrence behind the scenes hey do you really want to play with the Jets given how bad they are pull an Eli Manning pull a John Elway demand that you be traded to a certain team Trevor Lawrence if brand matters to you at all can you imagine Trevor Lawrence down as the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys in football craze Texas that could be an incredible pairing to see what might happen Uh, last night Kyler Kyler Murray with an unbelievable performance against Russell Wilson couple of things and the reason why I don't necessarily believe in the Seahawks the Seahawks are now 14-3 and in their last 17 one possession games. That's an unbelievable record. They play a lot of games where uh, it comes down to the final drive and last night Russell Wilson didn't have enough magic for them thanks to a penalty call on what would have been a walk-off touchdown for DK Metcalf. 14-3 and and they lost for the second straight time to Kyler Murray, Cliff Kingsbury and the Arizona Cardinals. Now the most impressive play and I think the one that everybody is going to remember for a very long time was DK Metcalf chasing down chasing down Buda Baker at 22.67 miles per hour an effort and a performance that almost no one in the NFL could put forward or make. I'd compare DK Metcalf a lot to Randy Moss. The reason why is because I think Randy Moss is the best there's ever been at taking the top off a defense. But it seems like DK Metcalf has an unbelievable work ethic. There's no way Randy Moss would have tried to chase down a player like that to make that tackle. That was potentially nearly won the game for the Seattle Seahawks and uh, to me it is evidence of why DK Metcalf is rapidly becoming the best wide receiver in the NFL. Now I know Tyler Lockett had a big game much bigger than DK Metcalf but to me DK Metcalf is the best wide receiver in the NFL in terms of what he brings to bear. 
two different total fails and I'm going to switch over to college football here in a moment. But first, Odell Beckham Jr. tore his ACL. That is really unfortunate for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, And as you look forward, you have to ask what exactly Odell Beckham Jr. is going to have going for him. This is why a lot of times wide receivers are overvalued. There's never been a wide receiver that was the best player on any team that has won a uh, NFL Super Bowl, okay? They matter. They matter a great deal in terms of offensive explosiveness but when push comes to shove we tend to overvalue them in a massive degree and we'll see whether it makes sense going forward for Odell Beckham Jr. The Browns are now 5-2. and two. They will actually get a test now to see what their offense is capable of without him and I expect for them to still be fairly decent middle of the road team uh, that could have some success as uh, we continue. Uh, also in the NFL speaking of wide receivers DeAndre Hopkins according to multiple reports and we've got this up at OutKick Flick drove on his way to the game Sunday in his Ferrari convertible and he was flicking off Trump supporters on the interstate. Now DeAndre Hopkins has the right to make any choice that he wants but I would just ask you this for those of you out there watching what would have happened if a guy like Drew Brees was caught on video in a convertible flicking off people who were Joe Biden supporters. They would probably suspend Drew Brees. He would have to spend months apologizing. Brees already spent months apologizing for explaining why he stood for the national anthem. These double standards in terms of what some athletes can get away with if they have the same politics as sports media versus what other athletes cannot get away with if they happen to support the President of the United States is a perfect example here. Almost no one is even covering the DeAndre Hopkins story if you reverse it and make it someone disrespecting Joe Biden supporters then it would be one of the top stories in most of the media almost everywhere would be on the front page of every sports media website. Uh, A couple of other different things going on as we start to make the pivot to college football and I got a bunch of college football takes for you. Uh, The Falcons Todd Gurley remember a couple of years ago he didn't score to keep the team from covering and the over from hitting I believe this time he did score it's inexcusable for Todd Gurley to score in that situation gave the ball back to the Detroit Lions and then the Lions drove down and scored to win with Matthew Stafford also Penn State who dominated in terms of total yardage against Indiana Penn State also scored a touchdown that one was even worse because Penn State was up 21-20. There was zero reason for them to actually score there. They score. Indiana comes back down the field, scores, gets the two-point conversion and then scores and gets a two-point conversion in overtime. Even though they were outgained by almost 300 yards they still found a way Indiana did to win and it led to a great video with head coach Tom Allen Indiana had lost a ton of games in the Big Ten East by excruciating margins and this time things went Indiana's way and one reason that I hate the Corona Bros trying to shut down sports is the reaction we saw in the locker room as Indiana celebrated a big upset over Penn State and uh, took advantage of the decision to score a touchdown late by Penn State's running back. Okay, couple of other details here. I've got my SEC power rankings. I was in Alabama, uh, in Knoxville watching Alabama actually dominate Tennessee for a 14th straight year. 
Uh, I will say that they did a good job getting everybody in and out of Neal and this is now the third different game that I have attended in a big football stadium. I went to Bills Titans, I went to Texans Titans and now I went to Alabama Tennessee. Nobody is stopping this Alabama offense. Mac Jones is going to be one of the finalists for the Heisman Trophy. Bama has now scored 242 points on the season and average in only conference games remember five straight conference games Bama has averaged 48.4 points per game no one else in the SEC even close they've outscored opponents by over 110 points on the season Alabama, Clemson and Ohio State look to be big favorites in order to make the college football playoff this year I don't know who the fourth team is going to be But let me go ahead and give you my takeaway for the top 10 teams out there right now. Uh, My top 10, Bama 1, Crimson Tide have been the best team playing the hardest schedule. Texas A&M is good. Georgia is good. Nobody else has two wins that high quality. Clemson is second best. I've got Georgia at third. They're a quarterback away. They may end up sliding into the playoff but I think they're a quarterback away. I've got Ohio State fourth off of their big win over Nebraska. Notre Dame in the fifth spot but I think there's a big talent differential between my top four and Notre Dame. Then Texas A&M sixth. Florida seventh. Oklahoma State eighth. Oklahoma State maybe Kansas State on the fringe. Both of those teams still holding out some hope of being college football playoff contenders. Both teams have already had a loss uh, except for Oklahoma State has not. They're the only two teams I should rephrase that Oklahoma State and Kansas State are the only two teams right now in the Big 12 with one loss or fewer. I've got Wisconsin at 9 and BYU at 10. BYU by the way 6-0. Let me give you a little bit of a takeaway here. Wisconsin. This is a messy situation for Wisconsin. Graham Mertz came out through five touchdown passes. Maybe there's been more news come out about this but there was a report that he tested positive for COVID and they were waiting on a confirmation test result. If he actually tests positive for COVID then the Big Ten is going to require a 21-day quarantine which would mean he would not be able to play for three weeks. Also, other players around him might not be able to play. This is a really bad decision by the Big Ten. It isn't justified based on any kind of science that I have seen It's a poor choice in general and so as we go forward this is going to be the challenge for the Big Ten. They have no safety net. SEC, ACC, Big 12 they have extra bye weeks built in to be able to adjust the schedule as necessary. That's not true for the Big Ten which means even though teams are only scheduled to play seven regular season games it's probably a question of when not if there are going to be games canceled. You can't postpone them really in the Big Ten and so this is a major challenge going forward to see how many games is a team like Ohio State going to have to win or maybe Michigan or maybe Wisconsin or maybe Penn State if they won out from here in order to be considered for the college football playoff. It is a major issue going forward. It's also incredibly difficult right now to figure out what in the world is going on in the SEC. Mizzou and quarterback Connor Bazelak absolutely destroyed Kentucky utter beatdown 43 minutes and 10 seconds of possession to Kentucky 1650. 
Mizzou put up 421 yards of offense against Kentucky's 145. This is a beatdown of epic proportions but it also illustrates how complicated it is to figure out how good these teams are. Props to Eli Drinkwitz getting his team to 2-2. Two and two. Also sitting at 2-2, two and two, Sam Pittman. Both Arkansas and Missouri were expected to have almost no wins and this leads to the challenge of my SEC power rankings. Right now I've got Alabama 1, Georgia 2, Texas A&M 3, Florida 4, Arkansas 5. Remember if the game had been called correctly Arkansas would have beaten Auburn and they would be in 5th place. They'd be 3-1. and one. I've got Auburn in the 6th place. Auburn got another beneficial call against Ole Miss. Auburn in 6th spot. Mizzou in the 7th spot. Tennessee in the 8th even though they beat Mizzou by like 20 points. South Carolina in the ninth spot even though they beat Auburn just last week. I've got Kentucky at 10 even though they beat Tennessee. LSU at 11. Ole Miss at 12 even though Ole Miss beat Kentucky. And then I've got Mississippi State and Vanderbilt at 13 and 14. This is a complicated scenario to try to figure out exactly how to rank the SEC teams but that's the best I can do right now going forward. All right. I appreciate all of you. Encourage you to go sign up at fanduel.com slash clay. Get hooked up for sports gambling as it becomes legal in your states. Fanduel.com slash my name clay C-L-A-Y You go sign up right now. You get hooked up with a great deal Uh, as Tennessee and Michigan are both poised to begin to allow sports gambling in the near future. They will let you know the minute they flip the switch. I'm told it could happen this week. You may be able to officially bet in the state of Tennessee this week. Michigan soon after. FanDuel.com slash Clay. If you're watching me in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, West Virginia, Indiana, Illinois, Iowa, all of those states, Colorado, All of those states already permit online sports gambling. You can start gambling today at fanduel.com slash clay. I appreciate all of you. This has been Outkick the Show. DBAP unless you need to SBAP. I will be live on uh, the program here as I always am. Fox Bet Live at 4 East, 5 Eastern, 4 Central, 3 Mountain, 2 Pacific. Encourage you to check it out and make sure you don't miss a minute. The audience for that has been exploding. I thank you guys. This has been Outkick the Show. I hope you had a fantastic weekend watching college football and the NFL and congrats to Clayton Kershaw I should also add on getting a three uh, games to two lead for his team going 2-0 in the World Series and putting the Dodgers really, really close to their first World Series title since 1988. How wild was that Saturday night ending by the way? Absolutely phenomenal. Saturday night ending uh, that happened in that game that got the Rays tied up at two games apiece but it looks like the Dodgers are going to follow in the path of the Lakers and win a title. Appreciate all of you. One more time DBAP unless you need to SBAP. Kisses for the haters. Thank you for helping make me as successful as you do. This has been as always Outkick the Show and oh by the way go listen to the wins and losses with Bob Costas. See you guys. Thanks.